We are definitely heading broadcast right <laughs> now. Countries will not be going. Well, 
ironically enough, Chinese nationals would be welcome. You know, I heard that California had a, a big spike, a 24-hour spike, one of the largest they've had. So we still have issues. Yeah, we are definitely not handling this great. But let's talk about some, like, law. I'm turning it over to you. Talk to, talk to us a little bit about the, the Paycheck Protection Program. All right. Let's see here. Okay, our Paycheck Protection Program Loan Forgiveness Guidelines. We got some new updated information recently. So after you get the loan, when do you apply for the forgiveness? Not when do you apply for the loan, but when do you apply for the forgiveness? And we got guidance that really any time during the 24-week period after you've spent the money, you can now go ahead and file your loan forgiveness uh, paperwork. So how do you apply for loan forgiveness? Well, the SBA has two new forms. It's a revised 3508 or a 3508EZ. Um, or your lender might have their own form. Um, it just depends. Um, now, they also talked about a deferral period. Um, it can be deferred up to 10 months um, while you're applying for this uh, loan forgiveness, but if you don't apply for loan forgiveness in 10 months, then it's no longer deferred, and then you have to start paying uh, principal and interest. But until this that would is all be a whoops. In anything. Yeah, that would be a whoops. You just <laughs> forgot to apply for forgiveness, or? Yeah, you gotta do that. It's some part. So this 3508EZ form, this is supposed to be a streamlined way for people to apply for loan forgiveness but it only applies under certain circumstances. So if you're self-employed and have no employees, you get to use the easy form. If you didn't reduce the salaries or wages of your employees by more than 25%, and you didn't reduce the number of employees, you get to go straight to the easy form. Um, or if you experienced reductions in your business activity as a result of the healthcare or the health directives, associated with COVID-19 and you did not reduce salaries or wages by more than 25%, which we'll talk about this a little bit more. So when you submit your application, the lender has to review it. And these are the things they're going to look for. They're supposed to confirm that you signed all the certifications. Um, that's a big deal for them. Hold you accountable later if you lied. The second one is they're going to confirm the receipt of the documentation verifying your payroll and non-payroll costs. And then they're going to confirm all of the calculations that you made. And if they agree with you, then they will make a decision. They've got 60 days to reach a decision on whether they're going to um, forgive the whole amount or part of it. And then once they determine that they're going to forgive it, then they submit it to the SBA. And with 90 days, within 90 days, the SBA then pays money to the lender with interest to pay off the entire loan. The lender marks the PPP loan as paid in full, and you're done. So um, there's a lot of questions about the covered period. We talked about that. Originally, it was eight weeks. Uh, it's been extended to 24 weeks. Get a little bit of zoom pause on your side. Oh, really? 
loan forgiveness is reduced based on reductions in full-time equivalent employees or an employee salary and wages. So if you cut wages or cut employees, less forgiveness. Um, so if you, you get less forgiveness, um, if you reduce your number of employees compared to your base period. So they look at um, no reduction in loan forgiveness if you hire back the same number of employees by December 31st, 2020. And this is what I like to call the I tried provision. Um, if, if you're able to document that you um, had an ability to rehire uh, for inability to rehire former employees, they didn't want to come back. Inability to hire similarly qualified employees for unfilled positions by December 31, 2020. Or your business was unable to return to the same level of business activity that you had prior to COVID-19 uh, because of directives from Secretary of Health and Human Services or the CDC or OSHA. Um, so basically, you, you tried your best and you still couldn't. Uh, you, you still might be able to uh, qualify for full loan forgiveness. So this is our last slide. How do you document this? So you have to make a good faith written offer to hire somebody or to restore their number of hours that they had. It's got to be for the same salary or wages or the same number of hours. And then the offer has to be rejected by the employee or the person. And then you have to maintain the records um, documenting the offer and the rejection. And so if you do that, then you can still, uh, in theory, get full forgiveness of the loan. So that is PPP mania, the latest and greatest of loan forgiveness. Well, I would, I would call that excellent. We have a um, guest, so let me tell you a little background story so everybody knows. Uh, I live part of the time in Colombia. Rich Holman is a leading American entrepreneur in Colombia, but he also um, works in, in other places, Puerto Rico, Portugal. Basically, you're all around international uh, genius. Um, and he is trapped in some sort of uh, quarantine down there. And he's joining us. Rich, you there? Hey, John. How you doing, buddy? This is the closest I could get to Rich. I am locked out and he's locked in. So, so Rich, talk to us a little bit about your day-to-day. -day. We kind of had a little, we had a lawyer on about a month ago, so that they'll get a good, decent idea of what life is like. But we're all kind of running around kissing each other here. <laughs> What's going on in Colombia? Well, Colombia is probably just the opposite of the United States. There's good news and bad news. Uh, I guess the bad news, in a way, is we're still under quarantine. I get to go out on certain days with my ID card and check my temperature to go to the grocery store and everything else. But it's I'm on day 96 of quarantine. So the girl cuts my hair, sneaks in a cab, and comes over illegally. The girl does my nails, my dance teacher, my maid. Uh, if you go on a taxi, they don't really bother you. But in theory, you could be fined like $350 if they catch you uh, out and about. <clears throat> But the good news is we've only had like 20 deaths in an area of three and a half million people. In fact, Medellin was written up in the New York Times and uh, Wall Street Journal, <clears throat> excuse me, with the 
this thing early, shut it down. And uh, plus the people here are pretty healthy. So good news is we're not having a problem with the virus, but it's not particularly healthy business, obviously. And we don't have the gravy train deals they got in the States. There's no stimulus here. Uh, if you're starving, you can put a red flag out or register the mayor and they'll drop some food by your place. But no gravy train. Now, my brother lives in Little Rock, has three assisted living facilities. In the last two months, he's gotten seven checks. Three, I mean, I didn't know what they're for. You know, doing about a million dollars. I mean, it's like, he's, he's like, what the heck? In Colombia, our company, we're in the hospitality business. We're here, we're in Puerto Rico, we're in Portugal. And we ain't got any checks from the government. We've got nothing from anybody. We just laid off about half our, our, our um, staff, our employees. Uh, you know, when our business depends on tourism, the most of the tourists come to the United States. We're not doing very well. We got we got expenses and no income. <clears throat> we got some major projects in Puerto Rico on hold right now. One in Portugal on hold. Tough environment. We just got to slut our way through it. But uh, you know, I think we'll make it. I mean, we've cut our expenses back seventy percent now, and everybody's everybody's making a sacrifice to get to the, the end game. But we're like, we don't know the uncertainty. They're talking about open up international airfare here uh, September first. You can't even fly in Colombia right now. Everything's grounded. But next month, it's supposed to open up airlines in, in, in country. But we don't know what the rule is going to be coming to the United States to Columbia. Maybe they'll make you quarantine 14 days, or maybe they'll have to get a COVID test, or maybe they won't even let you in from the United States, just like Europe. So we don't know. A lot of uncertainty here. Um, you know, not only can you not fly domestically, you can't even drive domestically. So you can't go to the lake or anything else like that without uh, me. So, and so you're, you're going nowhere. No, they, in fact, they have each little town and area has police out. And they'll stop you. I know a guy went up to El Retiro, and he got to two blocks. The third one, they did check him. He, he had some fake medicine with him, so he had to take this medicine to somebody, and they let him in. But uh, no, there's no picnics. There's no driving. I mean, you can sort of you can sort of drive around on your day and take a chance, but you're supposed to only be going to the grocery store, or the pharmacy, or the bank. And in theory, you could be fined if, if you're out of those three. So, so let's put like a little bit of a happy face on this. Um, you've been talking for decades to American investors overseas. Um, I would presume that you are seeing some opportunities. Why don't you talk a little bit about kind of your, your firm, Life of Fire's current situation and opportunities you see now even through the midst of this? Good, good question. First of all, you know, we started out selling real estate in Medellin and we expanded to property management. Then we started doing commercial development, and then we expanded to Cartagena, Bogota, and Cali. And then we saw similar opportunities in Puerto Rico about three years ago. We said, this is like Medellin over again. You know, just the, the press, you cannot believe the lamestream media, unfortunately. You just can't believe anything in the press. you got to go kick the tires yourself. You know this. You love Medellin, but, you know, if you'd have read the newspapers, you'd never would have come here. So Puerto Rico's been phenomenal. We love our, our foothold now in Western Europe and Portugal, but we're trying to find good undervalued situations in areas that are going to be growing in tourism and growing in hospitality business. So that's what we do. I mean, uh, and, and we've done a very good job at it. We started with one employee in 2007. And as of three months ago, we had 110. Now we're back at about 50. Yeah. But, um, yeah. it, it's, it's just it's amazing. I mean, like Puerto Rico is the best tax advantage place an American citizen could, could operate in. I mean, with all the tax, if you go down there and be a resident, six months a year, you can get your taxes personally down 
to zero and corporately down to four percent. I mean, it's it's unbelievable gravy train there. Plus all the other tax incentives they got going. Puerto Rico just had their best year in history last year in, in tourism. They've got a new director of the island, private. Instead of using the government to do it, they're doing it privately. Guy came from the Chamber of Commerce at uh, Myrtle Beach, increased tourism 45% two years in his sleep. And we'd have had a record year this year. But uh, So it's it's great. We love Puerto Rico. Portugal, of course, this is a whole different story for Western Europe. Um, and you know about Medellin. I mean, it's the best place in the world. You've been here. You love it. Uh, I've been here 13 years. You, you two don't have enough money to bring me back to the States. I mean, the lifestyle here is so good. But the opportunities, like right now, just a month ago, the dollar hit 4,000 a peso. When I bought my place, it was 2,000. Now it's 4,000. We had two guys in the States never been to Medellin bought places long distance because it just, it's crazy what the dollar buys. Now, how the heck you go in the last 10 years from 6 trillion in debt to 26 trillion in debt and your dollar gets stronger? I, I can't figure that out. I, I just, I missed that in economics class. How you can quadruple your debt and, and your and your currency gets stronger. But I think that dog is going to come on the hunt one day. I think this is a great time to diversify, uh, and especially in Colombia. I think there's a lot of opportunities here. The dollar is so strong. Uh, I don't look at the price of the menus anymore. I mean, and you know the place we go are the most expensive in town, John. And I don't even look at the price because it's just it's so small. If it hits 10 or $15, I'd be shocked. So... It's a great place. And of course, being 72 degrees every day doesn't hurt springtime every day. And we got, you know, we don't have a COVID-19 problem. So still a great place, great opportunities. And um, we just got to get through this, this pandemic. Well, I'm, I'm having a little bit of connection problems with you, uh, Rich, which I know are on my Mexican end of this. But uh, thank you so much for coming by and we'll make sure that people know you know, if they're interested in, in doing foreign real estate investment, uh, that you run a real good shop. And I think that there's generally a sense that your English is fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> All right, Rich, thanks so much for, for being being on with us. We really, really do appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, Come see okay. Right. Yep. So um, here, here is the... Um, kind of you know problem with me being in mexico which is that my connection is horrible um but i will uh tell you that the uh, great thing about colombia is that they have good internet so maybe one day i'll be back there again. all right back to interesting things you ready yeah mask ordinances we got mask ordinances one thing that is really important to know is if you are in Maricopa County, anywhere in Maricopa County, one thing is definitely not legal anymore, and it is a mask with one of those little vent holes on it. Did you know that this was a problem, Adam, before? Well, I read something about it, but when I was out the other day, I noticed a lot of people had them, and a lot of them were older people. Um, yeah. So they seem to be kind of the preference of maybe an older uh crowd but yeah i didn't i didn't know that and then uh so i guess those those aren't that effective huh no problem with those so those little holes there they allow you to breathe out easier 
problem is if you're breathing in dust and breathing out clean air that's great if you are breathing out covid it is bad the mask ordinances are designed basically for one and one only one reason is to prevent other people from getting sick not you and so while those masks are great because they prevent blood splatter coming in they don't prevent germs but you wearing them protects everybody around you um, scottsdale has the most aggressive of all mask ordinances you get a warning in maricopa county in scottsdale not only can you be found guilty of a misdemeanor so could the business that allowed you to wear it so depending on where you are it's a pretty serious thing wear your mask in public it's kind of the right thing to do amongst other things and that sort of thing brings me directly to that's my rant i, I feel like that's my rant should have some sort of time limit to it but fortunately it doesn't so i'm gonna do a rant so uh congressman schweiker said something last week at the end of the interview that really got to me and i've just been thinking about the whole week and he made this appeal that politicians sometimes do for a different type of politics where ideals battle each other instead of people yelling at each other and of course he said that in the same interview where he was unhappily admitting that he'd be attending the rally that president trump had earlier this week in arizona well i think we all agree that there's a problem with the tone that um president trump has in politics but it isn't just him right it's both sides of this and don't think that you're that this is because of the politicians it's because of us and it's true of right-wingers it's true of left-wingers and truthfully i think pretty much everybody's sick of it you know the president of the united states is attempting to undermine the result of the next election already because we have mail-in ballots which by the way we've had successfully in arizona 38 other states and the district of columbia for a long time then we have other leaders who are suggesting we defund the police by implication not having a police force and that way we're going to correct decades and centuries of systemic racism that reverberates through everything we have it's in schools it's in our justice system and that idea is just stupid so here's the point we have very challenging times with very complex issues and incredibly we have every american feeling that if someone someone out there would stop trying to take their jobs and their rights and take away the hope for the future of their children that's the person to vote for and so how do we break away from this pattern well my idea is maybe we just insist the politicians just tell us the truth and tell us hey you're gonna have to pay attention because these problems are kind of complex and they require good ideas and sometimes the best ideas turn out to be a combination of both sides so the end of my rant is stop being simpletons and that's my rant <laughs> you like that's my rant that was a good rant you came in under under time under budget you know yeah but i think i packed a punch <laughs> questions are, are are open by the way so if you want to ask a question go to the bottom hit q a and you can do that if you are on youtube live then you can because i'm paying no attention to it fun fact right for this one adam we usually have somewhere between like 100 and 200 people who watch this and listen to podcasts of it. Turns out my Facebook friends kick butt. 250 people watched Facebook Live last week. Currently three people on YouTube, so, you know. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk a little bit about vaccines, shall we? 
Do you have one? Have you have you created one or what? No, but I learned something. You ready for this? This is this is the part where I stop ranting and I become a doctor. Okay. <laughs> doctor Did you for know? So so everybody believes everybody meaning most people believe that the coronavirus that this is some sort of flu, right? That COVID-19 is related to the influenza virus. And it is in the sense of both viruses. But a coronavirus is actually the same type of virus that that creates a common cold, not the flu. So here's the problem. We have never, ever had a vaccine for the common cold or any coronavirus. That's a problem. So we have researchers who are working on something that's really, really brand new. And that is actually injecting the protein into the cells, causing it to replicate, but the protein itself is not causing symptoms. And so that replication of the protein is creating, at least with respect to um, one of the two major ones, Moderna and AstraZeneca are both producing these, but it is basically producing this response. But here's the tricky thing about colds. The tricky thing about colds is that you can catch them again pretty fast. Usually it's only two or three months until you lose your ability to fight off that same cold and you catch it again. In fact, the average person gets two to three colds a year. Breaking news, this is a lot more like a cold than the flu. So it turns out not only do we need a vaccine that's different, that will work against something that natural uh, will will work against, natural uh, antibodies, Um, but we also have a problem because we can't really get herd immunity, it doesn't look like, from this at all. So that's scary and sad, but that is your little medical corner update that turns out the coronavirus, not the flu at all a lot more like a cold. By the way, this is not new. You know, 2000, uh, in the early 2000s, and then and then again about a decade ago, we had SARS and MERS, and these were both coronaviruses. In fact, fun fact, COVID-19, which by the way, the president couldn't figure out why it's called COVID-19. You know why it's called COVID-19? Uh, I was assumed because it was in uh, 2019, but... Yeah, it turns out you're right, so it wasn't that tricky. Anyway, COVID-19, which was in 2019, is 96% the same as SARS, which was in 2002, which demonstrates that it almost certainly came from bats, which is what we, we traced it from. So how do you like that? Dr. Corner, John Furt. So do we need to update it to COVID-20 now since we're in 2020, or how does that work? No, it is, it is uh, going to be COVID-19 till it's done. If we get a offshoot of it, maybe we call it, you know, some sort of COVID-19 version 2020. Um, we do have a question. My sister has a cleaning business and applied for the PPP, and each time her account is lost, any direction you could point us in. So this is not an uncommon question, by the way. So what do you tell people who are, like, applying and it goes into some black hole? <laughs> Well, I guess my question is, do they have employees? Um, if not, then it should be pretty straightforward. But, you know, apply to the bank. We've told people apply to multiple if one's not, you know, responding. But um, I believe the deadline is June 30th, correct? So uh, there's very and, – and I saw yeah. some banks. Get on your horse. I'll call local bank. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you just got to call. You saw some banks. Yeah, just keep applying, uh, especially because some banks are cutting off their applications a few days early. So um, I would not wait 
much longer than tomorrow um, and apply everywhere, uh, multiple places, and, you know, that's about all I got. All right, I'm going to talk about the poll. Um, number one, have you had contact with an employee or family member that had COVID? 18% yes, 82% no, and, uh, you know, it turns out most people still don't know somebody who had COVID. You think that's kind of putting people a little bit, uh, you know, kind of like lackadaisical because it's not somebody they know. I do. Yeah, I, I think everybody takes it seriously when it hits closer to home. Yeah. And that's a problem. You know, and I think that's why a lot of Arizona is reluctant to do a whole lot of social distancing or masks or anything because it, it's kind of like this boogeyman that people say is out there, but nobody's really seen or experienced. So it's like, well... I'm sure I'm fine. And then we just disregard the, the guidance. Yeah. Uh, number two, do you think countries should ban travelers from the United States? 76% of people think yes. Um, have you been tested for COVID or for antibodies to COVID? 29% have, in fact, been tested. Um, will you get the vaccine when it's available? 53% said yes. 29% said no. And 18% said, I don't know, I'm scared, all in caps. Have you had emotional problems sleeping as a result of the worry of the pandemic? 12% said yes, and 88% said no. I'm part of the 12%. Is this bothering you at all? Are you good? All right, you're good. <laughs> Would you have a group of 15 family members over to the house for a barbecue? The answer is 71% uh, said no. There was a family who did this, 18 of them. I think there's more than 15 because 18 of them ended up with COVID. And would you invest internationally? 41% said yes. 41% said I guess. It depends where. And 18% just said no. So with that being said, I'm really, really sorry that I have no ability to control my internet. So the, you, you, the worst part about this is I don't know how much of it you've heard of me. But when we send it out to record, you know, for recording, you, Adam, are going to sound like you have a bad internet connection. All right. So, power to John Frukin, local recording rocks. This will be posted up on YouTube. You can see it there. Obviously, we are more than happy to join you in your car or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see you next week. We'll talk a little bit of law. We'll find a guest. And I will search high and low for good internet internet connection. We will talk to you later. Thanks for joining us.